0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. We continue today with Adoption of Sons 2.0 as we look deeper into the coming of age of the sons of the living God as we mature as who we are to him for his satisfaction. Today also is Partner Day at Nancy McCready Ministries, and I pray that you will become a financial partner with us as we uh, sow into your life uh, and encourage you and provoke you deeper with him. We do pray that you might decide to uh, connect more with us here at Nancy McCready Ministries. So, take a listen, and I look forward to hearing from you in the very near future. You can contact me at nancy at nancymacrady.com. Hope to hear from you. Here we go into today's fresh episode. Hey, everybody. Good to be together again today, coming to you from Germany, where it is a beautiful, sunshiny day have lots of things going on today that I'm very glad about, but I am also very glad to be here with you. So make note that today on the current calendar, as this is a fresh episode, today is NMM Partner Day, so you probably heard something in the introduction. You might hear something in the out <laughs> the intro and the outro. Uh, And so I encourage you that if you are someone who listens and receives from the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, from any of the things that we're doing, our discipleship projects, any of that, I would strongly encourage you as we are partnering with your life that you would partner with us so as to make all these things financially possible. So we don't shy away from that here at NMM. So we just step forward into that the way that we step forward. We pray boldly into all that the Father has for us. So um, we would truly be grateful if you became a recurring monthly partner, no matter what the amount. And you can follow the prompts, the links that you're seeing on social media today, or simply go to nancymccready.com and click on the giving uh, button and then follow the prompts. Uh, We will also be grateful to receive a one-time gift from you. You get to decide how you want to partner with us. So here we go. Let's talk today in this continuing, unfolding um, uh, conversation about adoption as sons. I've continued since Yesterday's episode, I've continued to listen um, and to read and to think and meditate and study on this adoption of sons. And, uh, you know, we are sons, right? We're born of the son. We share in his life, his nature, his mind. But a part of what's being prompted in me more and more And what I've been seeing now for weeks and months, that my responsibility grows in provoking those who have entered to uh, remain and to stay and to continue in the maturing of the life of Jesus. You see, my friends, we're not just going from evil to good. We're not just going from, you know, having been mean to now trying to be polite. No, no, no. There is the life of of the son inside of us and is that life maturing his way of life his thoughts his characteristics um is is his judgments come on now his judgments meaning what he says about things right that that are we imbibing are we drinking deeply of that is that beginning to be more and more um evidence of our oneness with him because I can promise you that his judgments against sin and flesh and hell and and the goodness of man, right, is to remove those things as a hindrance and barrier to our oneness with him, our kinship with him, um, our abiding maturity in him. This is why he brings us into agreement with himself. Because are we, Here's here's a question now. Are we coming of age? Are we going through these rites of passage, if you will, as we continue to hit our uh, developmental maturity markers? Are we ripening, my friends, right? Are we ripening as we mature that others could receive of him because of our ripeness? Are we staying with him so that we might come into uh, attaining responsibility for what he's put within us. Mm, This is so good. And so I was prompted today to go back and read John 14, 30, and 31 in the Amplified Classic. Wow. Talk about a ripe son. Jesus was, you know, ever, ever increasing in his um, proximity to the cross. And you can see how the Son thinks, how he makes decisions. And if you can agree with God and say, wait a minute, now that's my way of life. What I'm reading of Jesus isn't something for me to just be in awe of from a distance and then excuse myself out of ever living that way. But to do what Ephesians says, you know, to, that we are already seated with him. In heavenly places. He has done all of that. I'm not trying to get myself a seat at the table or be good enough to sit at the table or any of that. I am seated, but am I now learning, uh, now that I'm seated in Him, with Him, am I learning how to live and move and walk and function and relate and think and love um, how to be still? How to know when to move? How to know uh, the nuances uh, of of how God moves in in life? Because He doesn't live by rigid formality and formulas, but by a living, abiding fellowship, where He could say to you at any given moment, "Now just wait. Now wait. Don't don't run off. Just wait. Watch this." Do you see this? Do you see how this is unfolding? And in this particular situation, this is how I want you to move with me. This is how I want you to be an expression of me, right? Do you see how, my friends, that requires <laughs> an utter and absolute dependency upon him, but that's how we were meant to live. So being a son by nature, right? We we briefly mentioned this yesterday, right, is fantastic. But oh, my friends, actually living and functioning in the character of the Father, the will of the Father, the way of the Father, is that now I'm being placed as a son. I'm, I'm living in the fuller adoption, right, is because now I can um, be trusted as I step into the greater aspects maybe of my assignment or, or whatever language you might use in that. This is so very powerful. So this is why the provoking process of discipleship is so key. So this is what it says in John 14, 30 and 31. It's not what it says. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I will not talk with you much more. For the prince, the evil genius, the ruler of the world is coming. And he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. And he has no power over me. But Satan is coming. And I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know and be convinced that I love the Father. And that I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I act in full agreement with his orders rise let us go away from here you see that kind of thinking and oneness and kinship with the father was ever leading Jesus towards the cross towards the fulfillment of the father's will where Jesus was not interested in submitting to just any old death he wasn't interested in just going through any suffering Only that which had been determined by the Father. Only that which would accomplish the greater will of the Father, which, my friends, is you and I. The greater will of the Father was, I have this one magnificent Son, and I'd like to have many more like Him. Many sons of glory. Jesus was the first of many brethren. Jesus accomplished all that He did and then holy spirit was poured out that we might cry out as sons in this true sonship abba father we could cry that out because all that jesus is he has now bequeathed to us he has given it freely shared all things with us not so we can sit back and live uh, an independent Christian life, just waiting to get to a place, to get to heaven. No, that we might live as he did. He was ripening throughout uh, his life, wasn't he? He was coming of age. At 12 years of age, we could see him in the in the temple, the synagogue, talking with other leaders, and he already had an awareness that he needed to be about his father's business, and though he could go and submit to his parents, right, he could go back home and submit to them for many, many more years, he knew he belonged to another, that his true parent, his true lineage was the father. And with ever-increasing awareness over those years, he began to know more and more and more who he was and why he came. And he grew in deeper and deeper agreement with the Father. He allowed things to be required of him because he understood he was on assignment and that there was a development in him for the specifics of his life. Are you, my friends, are you coming into uh, an ever-increasing awareness of this in your life, or are you just trying to be a nice wife, uh, uh, you know, a good husband? Uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with those things, but they can not be the definition of your life as a son, as a Christian. They are involved because if I sit with Christ, I also walk and conduct my business as Christ. I live my life as Christ. So I assure you that I'm going to be, right, as a wife or you as a husband. Of course, the life of Christ is going to begin to fuel the whole way that God meant for us to live out his life in us in all of the context of our life, our relationships, our work, our, everything, everything. But my friends, this isn't about you and I trying to love difficult people. This is about expressing Christ, His love through us. I'm the recipient of that love. Can I be the channel of that love? If that love that is God himself is transforming me within and I'm learning of it, could it now pass through me to someone else rather than me trying to be loving? Because you know that doesn't work. (laughs) You know it doesn't. That's right. Because it was never meant to. And Holy Spirit doesn't give you any help when you're just trying to be a nice Moral, loving person. Hmm? No, no, no. That's not the plan. They only release their power for their plan. And then they will unleash all of heaven. Every reserve they have. Every, everything. To those who say, Father, I want to come unto full adoption. Unto the full realization of who I am to you and who you are to me. And then we can get on with living out, my friends, who we are to our generation in this hour of history. So I wanted to share these other thoughts on the adoption of sons with you today. That, my friends, yes, we, we are his children. We share in the life of Christ. But are we coming of age are we maturing? Are we embracing wholeheartedly, as Jesus said here? He said, I'm, I'm doing what my Father has told me to do. Why? So that the world will know and be convinced that I love the Father. <laughs> Not because so that they can see what a great Christian I am, right? No, no, so that they can see there is a real love um connection, a oneness, a kinship between me and the father. This is real hmm? oh man, this is and Satan has no <laughs> he has nothing. On this, but he's still coming. I, I love this. I love the reality that Jesus lives in because maturing sons don't play fantasy games and fairy tales with themselves. Just because I'm living in greater oneness with the Father, you think that means the devil's not coming? Oh, no, he's coming. He's just backed up for a more opportune time. He's looking for the vulnerabilities. He's looking for days of transition when we're weak. He's looking for when we're tired and maybe uh, thinking about going back into our own strength or shrinking back and there's a vulnerability. Our defenses are down Trust me, my friends, or listen to one of the greatest times that we're vulnerable is we're on a high. We've just come through something that was, you know, a long-awaited spiritual, um, you know, season of our life. Um, And now we're in it. You know, we planned for it for so long. We thought about it for so long, and we put so much effort into it, and then it came, and it happened, and it was glorious, and then it's over watch out right right because whoo that high that that spiritual zeal begins to wane and i always encourage people with this you know seemingly strange encouragement you know more people die coming down mount everest than trying to climb up mount everest because very few develop the muscles and the necessary uh, training to go down the mountain and Jesus definitely told Peter, oh, Peter, we're going down the mountain. It's been good on these, uh, you know, in these days to be on the mountain top. But uh, we're not building huts here. Uh, we're not staying here. Uh, we're going down and walking uh, and living and proceeding on with the greater work of the Father. You see, my friends, this is a vulnerability. Or maybe we're so tired from all that spiritual activity that we indulge in rewarding ourselves, right? You know, this is why I've learned over time is, you know, here in a few days on May 2nd, I will fly home and I will get home. And, you know, after being gone for 30 or some odd days, and guess what I'm going to do the next day? I'm, I'm going to get up and go to work because we just continue on. Right? Sometimes we think, oh, I must rest now for two, three days. Now I trust me, I'm gonna rest. I've learned how to rest. But we have to learn also for our own selves, it might be different for everyone, is you need to um you need to know how to uh live, walk, re-enter, keep moving, uh stay in the cadence of the season that you're in with the Father. There are many, many things that we learn as we come of age as the sons of God that we might live as Christ and we might allow him to live uh, in us. So the adoption of sons is that we continue on and that we're attaining to the responsibility of sons, not just the privileges, right? Not just the riches and the privileges, but with riches and privileges, my friends, comes great responsibility, and uh, this is a big part of our adoption. And this hour of history is crying out for truly seated sons who have taken their place uh, as one seated in heavenly places in Christ. Don't try to get somewhere you already are, my friends. Right? Don't try to get to heaven. You're already there. Now let's learn his way. Let's learn to release the riches of his presence. Let's learn of him and mature and then be willing to say, Father, are there responsibilities that you have for me? Uh, Let me step into those. And and then the training shifts as you choose to go with him in that. Uh, But we need the manifestation of maturing signs. I'm not saying that any of us can reach full Uh, total maturity um, but it is the ongoing right this is the whole purpose of discipleship because here at Nancy McCready Ministries discipleship is sonship and it doesn't end with discipleship it doesn't end with sonship because there's always the father (laughs) right discipleship I'm following the son so that I can live as a son unto the father and and so we are ever more he's coming into view. Hmm? That's why the things of earth can grow strangely dim. Hmm? See, you don't have to make all those things happen. He does that as you stay with him and continue on. So there you have it, my friends. I pray that this has been an encouragement to you. And I'm going to say, let's come of age. Uh, let's, let's continue on. And mature in the life of Christ within us so that we can live unto his pleasure and his satisfaction. So, until next time, my friends, love you all. Well, there it is, my friends. This was our uh, episode as we went deeper into the adoption of sons. And this is the last reminder here on the podcast today. It's a great day to become a partner with us. Go to nancymcready.com and click on the giving button and choose the options of where you would like to give. Uh, I love having folks that become monthly partners, but I'm also very grateful for those who decide to maybe give a one-time gift. Whatever you decide, thank you for being a part of Nancy McCrady Ministries, and we love being a part of your life, and of your maturity. Talk to you soon.